Welcome to Listening with Leaders. I'm Doug Noll, lawyer turned peacemaker. I teach executive leaders how to listen to emotions rather than words so that they can become the leaders everyone wants to follow. And I teach those same leaders how to be authentically present, available, and connected to their families, despite being insanely busy. I have learned that we are 98% emotional and only 2% rational. Learning how to listen to emotions is, in my experience, the foundational skill of life. Stick around to the end of the show, and I'll reveal how you can be on our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. So let's get started. Welcome, Nikita Fedorov. You are the founder of CASE, which can be found on the web at CASE, Q-A-S-E dot I-O. So let's start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and what your company does. Hello, Doc. Uh, thanks for inviting. Yes, my name is Nikita. I am KCOC and founder. I'm developer myself. I'm the guy who have started this company almost seven years ago as a pet project. And occasionally it became a global business with customers from 85 countries. Wow. Yeah. So, and I was built. So what we are doing, we are building a test ops solution that boosts uh, companies efforts in software testing and provides transparency of what's going on with their quality assurance because people usually uh, underestimate software testing but it affects time to market heavily because you have yeah to build your features build your product and then you have to test it so it strikes yeah. me that i mean um there are so many different software platforms out there yeah you can yeah. actually you have you've actually built a platform that it doesn't matter what, what the app or the software pro- problem is you can test it on your on your platform yeah, so we have web applications, mobile applications. We even have companies who test their hardware. They have tests in case, robots, uh, tools. Yeah. Wow. So how? I mean, so I'm I'm not a technical guy, but <laughs> but just generally speaking, what are the kinds of things that I mean? What are the kinds of things that you were able to t- that people are able to test with with the platform that you've developed? Yeah, so our platform so provides three core values to our customers. The first one is test management. Uh, you know what tests you have in your company. Manual tests, automated tests in one place. The second is test reporting. We aggregate results of test execution for both manual and automated tests in one place. And third, Test analytics. We provide analytics based on historical data on how your software testing process works, how it performs, what gaps do you have, and how you can improve it. Huh. And and you yeah. built it. You built this up in seven years as the founder yourself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm the only founder. Uh, I was leading several teams. We didn't have software testing at all, and I heard few software testers and I was to support them with their tools. So you have to hire people and give them tools to work. And unfortunately, all of them were ugly. It was 2016. They were from 90s with big brain buttons. So wow, how that could be possible in 2016. So we have a nice shiny internet right now. (laughs) And, And I've decided to build a tool by myself because I had necessary skills and I knew what I want. I was building a tool to solve my own problem. 
So, and that's how case was born. How many employees do you have now? Almost 30. Wow. And are they mostly developers? Developers, uh, yes. A half of, <laughs> a half of the team, uh, they are developers. Yeah. Uh, and we are remote first. We were remote before COVID. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you're still re- became part. Yeah. yeah. You're still remote. So people are all over the world. Yeah, we have people in US, in Brazil, in uh, Europe, across different countries, in India. So we have, for me, it doesn't matter where the person lives. Mm-hmm. We want to hire the best people we can. Right. So how did you move from being a, a, a guy who is a software developer and a coder to being a leader and a CEO of a company? Tell me about that journey. Oh, that was an interesting journey. So I was <laughs> I working. Yeah, yeah. I was working as engineering manager. I had several teams. Yeah. So I knew a little bit uh, about leadership, about managing teams. Then I've changed another company, came to a big enterprise, was working. So that the problem that I was trying to solve using my own tool is real and it is big. And I was working for almost five years after the day job building this application before it became live. Oh no, sorry, sorry, four years. And uh, I was leading in the next company, I was leading a lot, uh, bigger teams. I had three big teams and uh, I've realized, so I was manager of managers. So my goal was to have people who will hire people to do some work. And I've realized, so uh, when you go up, get next level, next level, your work doesn't change. So you do the same stuff. You have to care about the people and make them work as a team. So you can be engineering manager, you can be, for example, department manager, you can be CEO, it'll everything the same. You have to hire a great team and make them work as a team. So, so that's your main focus. Right. What, did you find it difficult to, to I know you still are, do some coding, but did you find it difficult moving from being a doer and a creator to being a leader where you're no longer, you're no longer doing, you're managing mm-hmm. and leading people who are doing? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a big shift to me, I think. Yeah. So that, in fact, there are two big shifts. The first one, when you become from individual contributor to a manager, right? Because you have to break yourself. You have to change everything in the, inside you. Because when you are uh, when you are an individual contributor, you do some work, and you see immediate result, right? And you got some dopamine. So, oh yeah, I did it. <laughs> I right. see the result. When you're a manager you can't see immediate result. You have to wait two weeks, weeks, one month, and et cetera. And it, it, it is very hard for people to make this transition because they need this dopamine to... Right, to you're, not, you're, not, getting, you're not getting feedback as a manager. Yeah. So you don't know whether you're doing, you don't know whether you're getting a, doing a good job or a bad job and, and the, the, the indicators lag for months sometimes, maybe quarters, maybe even years before you see yeah. that you're successful. 
Yeah, yeah. And in fact, there are several tricks how you can build these feedback loops, right. working as a manager, building one-on-ones, building happy hours, and etc. So to get some feedback from the team mm-hmm. and from your management. So, uh, But the next transition from people who manage individual contributors to manager of managers is a much more difficult feedback loop can be one year two years oh. and etc yeah and you have previously you hired people to do some job now you have to hire people who will hire people to do some job and that's the most important stuff that i've learned from working in a big companies that you have to hire best people who are much smarter than you and make sure that they can hire people. They've got to, they got to have a, the ability to find the best people themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Because for example, you can hire a super cool engineering manager or team lead, but he will be able to hire the only developers. Right. And that can block you, stop you from scaling. He don't know how to hire managers. So if he doesn't know how to hire managers, he can only hire yeah. developers, then he might yeah. he's not he's not ready for the job. Yeah, yeah. And that can be a very big blocker for you when you scale your company. Wow. How did, did you did you learn that before you started case, or is that just something you, you an insight you came came upon as you were um in your business? In fact, so I've realized that fact in case. But uh, then I understood, okay, oh, I did that before, but I didn't realize that I I did it. (laughs) Yeah. Because I've, you know, I've interviewed a lot of people, but I've really never heard it expressed in the insightful way that you've just expressed it, that that the two key things are hiring, shifting from from being a, a producer to a manager, which is a huge mind shift. Yeah. And then two... When you become a manager of managers, when you're hiring those managers, you have to hire them for the ability to hire managers themselves. Yeah. As well as hire direct reports, producers that are that are high level people. Yeah. Because if yeah. you don't, you can't scale. Exactly. And they can't exactly. grow. They can't grow because all they can do, if all they can do is hire developers, they'll never be able to hire managers underneath them to expand the business beneath and horizontal. Yeah, yes. And, and that works not only for developers. That works be, for anything. marketing. Yeah, for anything. sales. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. See, I love doing this show. I learn all kinds of cool stuff. <laughs> Thank you for that insight. That's amazing. So how, as, as you have developed, um, how important is listening in your work as a manager of managers? Listening. Yes, uh, I think that's number one you should do every day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because, yes, as I said before, you have to build a team. You can't build a team if you don't listen to them. What they want, how, what problems they have, how to solve the, uh, these problems. And, and one critical thing, if you want to succeed, is to make these people work as a team. They can be uh, responsible for marketing. For example, if we are talking about the development team, one can be responsible for front-end, back-end, and et cetera. But you have to make them work 
as a team. The same in a business. You have different people from different departments, for example, VP of marketing, VP of sales, VP of customer success, and et cetera. And you have to make them work as a team and you have to listen to them. How do you, let's, let's cycle back to that. So how do you take these people who have these just uh, diverse backgrounds and expertise in very different subject matter areas? Marketing is very different than product development. Yeah. How, how have, what's your methodology we're taking this group of people and turning them into a team and then teaching them how to do the same thing for the people below them. Goals. Goals. You have to set up clear and transparent goals to, for your team. And you have to set up responsibilities. So if uh, this guy is responsible for one stuff, this one for another, and etc. But we all have the same goal. And, and I take it then that the way you define what their job function is as a manager or a leader under you is that they see how what they have to do leads to achieving one of the organizational organizational goals that's been set. So each of them has a piece of the puzzle. Yeah. And you're teaching them how to work together. To, yeah. And they each contribute their piece of the puzzle so the goal, the goal can be achieved. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, exactly. So we have to build a puzzle. Everyone has. Let's find the best way together how we can assemble it. It sounds like you're you're, you're gonna you spend a lot of your time teaching and coaching your people that report to you. <laughs> That's <laughs> and yes and no. Ah, because, okay. Yes. When I'm a solo founder, so I I don't know how it works when you have co-founder or several co-founder, but. I don't have much time right now uh, to, to teach people. Ah. And that's why I, I realize it, I understand. And uh, because a lot of stuff, fundraising, hiring, uh, takes a lot of consuming and a lot of time. And I believe that CEO should spend at least a half of the time hiring new people. CEO should spend yes. half their time hiring new people. Yeah. So okay. the main, yes, the main, uh, the only thing uh, that CEO is, CEO is responsible only for company's valuation and company growth rate. You can achieve that by hiring right people on the right positions. So your main job, hire people and give them right clear goals to achieve the end uh, uh, responsibilities. So you're responsible for that. For that, you have a goal. Let's work go. together. What do you yes, do? And, yes, sorry, and I haven't answered That's your good. question. So what I do? So I prefer to have people who have experienced, for example, uh, hyper growth in the past in a similar, uh, exactly the same niche. I don't have to teach them. We have. Oh, you have all necessary skills. Let's work together to achieve our goals. I see. I get it. I get it. I understand. So what do you do? What do you, do you see much, con, do you, have you faced much conflict within as, as cases grown where people just get into conflicts with each other or they're not getting along? Have you had any problems like that? We, uh, one time we had this problem one time, but we were prepared. Oh. So yes, uh, it is very important to, for you as a founder to write 
and share your values and your mission. So you, you have to write your own values and then apply it to the company. We have several values. So uh, results, for example, result starts with you. Win as a team. Uh, learn from failures. Because I believe it is, it is normal for people to make failures, to do mistakes. But if you don't learn from these mistakes, it, it's not a good. Right. I mean, it's okay yeah. to make mistakes as long as you learn. Yeah, from yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why, so you have these values and you can appeal to them when you're trying to solve some problem or conflict. Got it. So what you do, them. what you do is you use the values as the foundation for decision-making. Does this yeah. fit our value? Does this not fit our value? Or how yeah. can we solve this problem in a way that supports our value? Yeah, exactly. So you have you can use these values not only to share, to make people feel like a family. Uh, by the way, I don't believe that the company is a family. No, I good for you. I completely, yeah. I, th th yeah that whenever I hear that metaphor applied to an organization or an institution, I say, oh no, bad news. No, we're, we're heading for no. dysfunction right now. Yeah, yeah. I prefer to feel like a football team, uh, soccer team. So Absolutely. We are here to win a game. Okay, let's. Yeah. We're here to succeed and hopefully make money and have fun doing it and serve people. Yeah, exactly. But we're not here. We're not here as a family to all hug and kiss each other. Although personal skills are very important. For example, exactly. Like, as you mentioned, listening is probably the number one skill people have to have. Yes. Wow. Hmm. So if you were to give advice to a young person who, who kind of wanted to follow in your footsteps, what advice would you give them? Uh hard work so you can <laughs> yes in, in in fact you can't succeed without hard work you have to overachieve for example uh i was lucky so uh i've uh, we have found product market feed from the first try <laughs> uh but i i don't uh you have to try. You have, yeah, you will see failures. You have to learn from these failures. For example, you uh, launch a new product. It can't work. Maybe it will succeed. Maybe it's not. You have to try again, again, again. And you have to learn from these failures, from the, this data to improve or change. Yeah. Make a pivot, for example, and etc. So only hard work, I believe, can lead. So the advice to young people is just work hard, try to enjoy what you're doing, and try yeah, to learn yeah. from, and try to learn from your mistakes. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to speak about, for example, you have to find some problem, and it's a, there are so many uh, tutorials on the internet how to start your startup. I believe that yeah, you have to use it. You have to use it to find a problem, try to solve it for a particular cohort of people. So, mm -hmm. but you have to try hard. Do a lot of loops. So get feedback. Iterations, right? Yes. Listen not only to your uh, employees, but listen to your customers as well. That's right. So we have a public roadmap in case where everyone can put 
their feedback, their idea, feature request. Right now we have more than 300 feature requests. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My yeah. Are some of them are probably pretty good too. Yeah. So, so, some of them are cool. Wow. Why haven't we thought about that? Right. Some of them, no, we won't do that because right. yes, it that makes no sense. But you have to listen to your customers. Uh, case was built. And I think a half of the case of, the, of our features were built based on customers' feedback. So we try something, it doesn't work, we roll back. Mm -hmm. We try something, it works, awesome. <laughs> Sounds like you yeah. use a running lead formula. I don't know if you're fam familiar with that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. One more question and then we'll wrap sure, it up. Sure, sure. This is a little more personal. Tell us one thing about you personally that we wouldn't know unless you revealed it to us. Oh, oh. <laughs> cool question. Maybe I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I am... I'm I'm not sure that I have shared, but I'm a big fan of Dark Souls games. What, what, what games? Uh, video games, and I'm a oh, big fan games. of Dark Souls. Okay, Dark maybe Souls. you have heard. Yeah, maybe you have heard about uh, this, where you die, where you always die. You have to try again. <laughs> where you find a new road where you don't end, etc. So I have. Uh, platinum in almost every Souls-like game. Wow! So that's how you spend your spare time when you, whatever little spare time you have yeah, on the game. Yeah, yeah, good, good yeah. for you. Yes, because it is a very good option source to switch your mind to th uh, to dive into a new world. You don't think about business. You don't think about you all get those the just metrics. Yeah, yeah. And then with a fresh mind, you can continue your work. Yeah. So that's that you find that to be very relaxing and rewarding. Yeah. 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 Excellent. Well, Nikita, thank you so much. It's been a really interesting conversation. And I, thank I, you. I, learned, I learned a lot from you as did my audience. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for inviting. Doug Knoll here. Thank you so much for listening to Listening with Leaders. If you are a successful executive leader who would like to be on this program, please visit podcast.dougnoll.com slash podcast. If you got something out of this interview, would you please share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on the social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag listening with leaders. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to my website, dougnoll.com, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. That's at Douglas E. Noel. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next show.